This is HR in Review, a podcast dedicated to HR thought leadership, actionable advice, and all the latest developments in human resource management. Welcome to another episode of the HR in Review show. Hello, this is Bill Bannon, your guest host for today. And in this episode, we're going to hear from my good friend, Chris Bjorling, president over at Fidelo Inc., associate editor with me over at the HR Gazette, and co-host alongside myself of the popular people and performance podcast. For over 30 years, since I believe he was about five or six, uh, Chris has led Fidelo in creating unique talent management solutions through the products and services he and his team have created over the years. His organization has helped clients design, develop, and implement strategic integrated talent management processes and systems. Among these processes and systems are training and development, selection and recruitment, succession planning, performance management, career management, competency management, and learning management. Chris, my friend, welcome to the HR and Review pod. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad to be able to reach out to your audience here in the UK, and I'm excited to share our story. Me too, me too. Yes, this is an entirely new audience for Chris. So Chris and I, we've been co-hosting this show called the People in Performance pod now for for two or three years and uh it's uh it's a growing pod and we've had some awesome guests on from lo- loads of cool organizations including the likes of nasa uh, and that's a lot of fun and and chris also works with me with the hr gazette and he's been on a bunch of the uh, hr chat episodes there and he and he guest writes for the magazine and he and i cover events such as uh sherm the society for human resource management which is uh based in in the u.s listeners um so i know a bit about chris i've had the pleasure of working with him now for for quite some time but but you the listeners don't know that much about chris so chris why don't you start by telling our listeners a bit more about yourself and your career background excellent i appreciate that so yeah so for um our listening audience here um i've been in the states most of my life i've had you know the pleasure of working overseas on occasions uh, most of my clients have been global. Uh, it's just, you know, with these beautiful days of uh, virtual, we haven't always had to, to travel to to be there. So I wish I could be in more places and experience more of the beautiful world in which uh, that we're broadcasting to, uh, especially in the UK. I've been to the UK numerous times and spent weeks there training people and providing seminars and such like that. So it's it's been fun. So a little bit about me is that, um, yes, I was five years old when I started doing this back in 1986. Uh, that's not true. Uh, but anyway, so if you get a picture on this, you, you'll see that I'm a little bit older. But that with that age comes a lot more wisdom. It's a lot more experience. It's a lot more opportunity to be in, in places. So my company started in 1987. So that was a different millennium, let alone a century, you know, and, and the list goes on down the line. But I was brought in here uh, to this space because um, it was it was uh, it was an opportunity for me and I took it and I loved it. And it allowed me to get in and I worked with some large organizations at the beginning of my career, which allowed me to see how things were done uh, and why they were done and where they were done and be more strategic in, in nature versus uh, the, you know, if, if anybody that's listening remembers the 1980s, you probably don't, but it, uh, HR was more of a compliance-based only organization at the time, and it was just tactical and filling out things. So as my career had this exposure to more of the the talent management aspects of vision of, of, of people, 
it allowed me to work in that space. And it's something that I, I grew, I grew to have a passion, uh, that's there. And so I know we're going to talk a little bit more about who Fidelo is, but, you know, just the opportunity that I've had over the years to, to work with corporations like Xerox and lots of different, uh, uh, military organizations throughout the world, 3M, uh, lots of biopharma companies, uh, lots of different organizations, Coca-Cola, pieces that you, you'd understand in, even in the UK that, you know, you recognize some of the names. So it's not all been just US centric as I, as I referenced, but those experiences allow me to have allowed me personally to see a lot of things and to gain a lot of depth and experience. So that's kind of me. I'm doing it. I'm loving it. And we're having fun. I've got seven kids live in New York, upstate New York. It's not New York City. So I'm six hours away from the city life. I'm in the country. Uh, but uh, we've been having a blast and we continue to do this. And Bill and I, you and I got together a few years ago um, on our, our podcast. And it was based off of some other work we had done earlier. But it's been a blast. So I appreciate being here. Thank you. This edition of HR in Review is a special guest episode brought to you in partnership with our friends at the North American-based HR Chat podcast, a podcast focused on interviews with HR, talent, and tech experts. It has been a blast. Um, I remember the 80s. Uh, I, I'm, you know, obviously a, a youngish man. Yeah, right. Uh, 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 great decade. Best music. And uh, shoulder pads. Can't beat some shoulder pads. Uh, okay, let's talk a bit more about Fidelo, Chris. Um, yeah. Why, 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 why start Fidelo? Why, you know, why set it up? What, what's the mission? Tell us a bit more. Yeah, the beauty of it is that I started Fidelo because uh, I needed an opportunity to express myself differently than just being a worker in an organization or a contract with a group. And it, by starting the organization Fidelo, I was able to, you know, start putting together pieces of best practices, things that I saw. Um, uh, along the way back in the eighties, there was something called the total quality movement, which I was a big part of, you know, and then it kind of got poo-pooed. However, it's come back in various shape, shapes and forms over the years. Um, but anyway, so having done that, I looked at different things and kind of came into this concept of, uh, you know, how do we handle the cradle to the grave of an employee in the organization? You know, and we say grave, you know, I guess that's an old term, but, you know, from cradle to to departure uh, and potential re, re, recradling again or re, rehiring. So anyway, so the concept here is that, you know, the organization, I looked at it with with this lens as I started it was to, you know, provide support along that journey of an employee's life cycle. Being cognizant of the fact that an organization not only just needs to work with the employee, but the employee needs to yield results that help the organization to succeed. And how can all of these pieces fit together and where can they go? Because one of the things we've seen over the years is that a lot of times different aspects of human resource management around people in an organization are splintered. They're set up as we call them in silos, meaning that, you know, if I, if I'm working on, um, succession planning, I kind of focus only in succession planning, but I don't look at other aspects of the individual in the organization. So their performance management processing or their career aspirations or, you know, and the list goes on along those lines. So being siloed, sometimes we didn't connect. And so that was kind of the genesis for why we wanted to be there. We wanted to look at the experience of the employee from the start to the finish 
and be able to dovetail these pieces together and allow them to communicate with each other, leveraging information that goes from one of those siloed organizations to another siloed organization, but allows them to be, um, be sharing that in a more intelligent way and providing better benefit, not only to the employee and their, their experience, employees experience, but also to the organization and their success. Why not subscribe to the premium version of HR in Review? You'll get ad-free content, early and extra episodes and more. Even better, although it's the premium edition, it's absolutely free. Sign up at hrreview.co.uk slash podcast. Okay, so as you mentioned, um, you have been in this industry for quite some time, since you were five or six, I think you said. Uh, and... Uh, I'd be interested to hear from, from from you in terms of what you've seen change uh, in terms of how organizations have designed the employee experience, how, how businesses have prioritized the employee experience from the, the early days when you got into this back in the 80s through to, through to t- today, and particularly, Chris, in the last few years. I'd, I'd be keen to get your perspectives on, on the changes as a result of of the pandemic and everything that's followed since then can can you can you give us a bit of a an overview of some of those procedural pieces that have changed perhaps some of those uh, cultural pieces that have changed when it comes to addressing employee experience excellent thank you bill that's a that's a great question yeah we have seen it change a little bit over time um and it's been the change to the better i i must say that's been a, you know as you look at the concept of employee experience you know, when we first started this this journey um, back in the 80s, it was more around compliance. It was more around making sure that the box was checked. It was, you know, somewhat leaning towards, you know, how can you help us in the future and how can you do this and what do we need to do to manage your performance so that we can pay you properly? And, and, but it was done more from an organizational view or lens. And then, you know, as we looked at it and said, that, you know, you really need to, for any human resource information system or process, you really need to look at the the what's in it for me, um, for the employee, as well as for the manager, as well as for the organization. And so oftentimes we meet with some resistance on that or some half-hearted acceptance of that concept. But when we started to hit the pandemic and people, you know, kind of went away, we prior to the pandemic, we were getting more into some employee experience pieces. You know, we're still more, there was a lot of customer experience concepts that were, were floating and going, which drove some human resource activities and actions, you know, and to some points for the, when you were focused on the customer experience, you, you kind of sacrificed the employee experience along the way. But when we started to hit the, um, the pandemic period, we had started a switch to, you know, what's that employee experience? How do we make it okay for the employees? And how do we make it better for the employees? And, you know, I think it's been a maturing of the HR space that's, that's allowed us to look at it and say, you know, over time, we were realizing that the, the, the engagement of the employee, because that was part before, you know, the concepts of engagement have been, been pushing for a little while, especially before the pandemic. But how can we get the employee engaged? But to make the employee uh, get the employee further engaged, it's kind of like you have to increase the capability around the employee experience. And what does that mean? So when, you know, you look at it from a, I'm going to throw out the quality word again, when you look at it from a perspective of point A to point B to point C, you know, what is happening at that, at those stages for the employee? And as you look at that, 
opportunity that the employee has to engage with your process or with your systems and you look at through the lens of the employee it's like is this efficient is it easy to use is it friendly is it going forward and so when the pandemic hit and we you know pushed back out to a remote workforce and then all of a sudden it's like well how do we enable them to have computer access at home and how do we you know keep you know things secure and how do we 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 you know there were lots of different things that really came back then into focusing on how do we keep our employees here how do we keep them involved and engaged and being productive during this you know oh my gosh we've never experienced this in the, in the world type thing event that just occurred here with the shutdowns and the pushback so that view of the employee experience really started to take a, a strong point moving forward and there's a lot of research now coming out of the pandemic that that highlights um the fact that you need to have a very strong employee experience uh for the individuals a good employee experience let me just let me step back and say that um for them to to succeed in the organization for them to stay so as we you know as we came out of the out of covid and we had the great resignation and then you know we have the uh, the employees that are showing up for just their work hours and not committing more how do we do things differently and so that experience level piece you know is being is being borne out through practice as well as through research that it has to be there and that's a fun thing for hr or it should be a fun thing for hr let's put it that way if you're not having fun making a better employee experience for your employees well step back and and look are you doing it right uh because you know when you can get your employees to be asking for things that that you used to have to push down on them then you're in a good space and that's because you've enabled you know if they're starting to ask for things you've enabled a great employee experience and there's a trust level with them with you um that it's going to be successful so great question bill hopefully i i, I got pieces to it because there are so many different branches we could go down but that's the big thing Follow us on Twitter at HR Review or join us on LinkedIn and Facebook. What I what I heard from your answer there and in your previous answer too, Chris, is that uh, you are very happy to see the changes that have happened o- over the years because it's led to uh, more power to the people, more power to employees um, uh, compared to, say, the 80s and the 90s where a lot of that power sat with the organizations uh we are living through very interesting times at the moment a year ago if we'd had this chat we would have said all the power is, is with the employees that they can or the candidates they can pick and choose where they want to go um and it's on the onus is on uh organizations to to attract and retain uh their, their best people for as long as they can things have changed of course over the last year due to economic factors and, and other factors um but regardless do you think that employees have too much power today? Is that is that a possibility? To, is, is this kind of reset that we've seen in the last six months where um, it seems like organizations can pick and choose a bit more again? Is, is that a good thing? What, what, what's your take? Well, I think there needs to be a good balance between the two. Um, you know, the you can't always, you know, there you have to have a, a happy medium between them. And so I think, you know, ultimately you know, an organization's right to choose, you know, because during some of the pre pre time that you were referencing, you know, the organization wasn't able to get the right employees too. Um, 
you know, and there are a couple thoughts behind this so that, you know, when you get this balance right between the, you know, employees complete control of the moment or the, or the organizations, you know, employees should be being hired for the skill knowledge set that they understand the job to be. Okay, great. So if you can represent yourself the best person to be in that position, you know, and then get hired for that, that's great. And that's more of an organizational need, right? You know, we want the per person who has the best qualifications to be there versus I just need somebody to show up. Um, so that's an organizational benefit, but it's also an employee benefit too. And this is why I say it's an interesting, you know, teeter-totter on this uh, balancing act um, in the fact that, you know, if the organization chooses the best employee and the employees representing themselves accurately and fairly, as wanting to be there and doing this and having this ability and they come on board and they're treated well once they come on board, you know, and they're performing that position to what they advertised, what was advertised by the company, but also what the employee advertised themselves as being able to do and going forward, the level of employee satisfaction and engagement should increase. And therefore the organization should be pleasantly surprised with having a better engaged employee that's focused on delivering results for them moving forward so it's really it's a it's that marriage that balancing marriage between the the two sides and it allows you know so when you have that employee experience within the company you know we hired somebody for what they for a position we managed them against that position we didn't change the rules along the way we we made getting into the organization and understanding our organizational culture and processes of easy and efficient through their onboarding process you know as we sh shape that employee experience as we remove barriers and obstacles or you know you know legos on the floor let's call them that cause pain for employees as they're walking through this process you know as we remove those you know we're going to have a better engaged workforce we're going to have individuals who are happy to stay they're happy to, to to be part of it and willing to potentially take you know advancement upwards laterally and that within the organization because you've created a great place for them to work that enables them to be successful and not hampered by broken process or broken um, activities in an unhealthy culture so hopefully that answers your question it's kind of a it's that it's that midpoint where they should be working collectively together the employees there as well as the organization and it shouldn't be one-sided or the other Chris, I'm going to mix things up now, and I'm going to challenge you for the next couple of answers to, to answer in, I don't know, 60 to 90 seconds or less, I think. Uh, for, the, for the first of the next couple of questions, let's go with 60. Wow, that's a challenge. Um, so in 60 seconds or less, Chris, what's your secret sauce? Uh, how, how does your team help to identify strategic competencies and behaviors that actually do drive results and, and it's proven and you guys can point to the data and all the rest of it uh in 60 seconds or less go wow 60 seconds here we go one first of all we look to strategic competencies and also the process work that we helped supporting set up to support you know taking that data moving forward on three things one is what are the business needs of the organization strategy two what's the culture of the organization you know, how do we do business here? What do, what's normal? What's what's liked? You know, how do we continue to leverage that? And three, you know, how um, uh, mature is the organization to handle new processes, thoughts, activities? When you balance those pieces out as you're building strategic models, competency models, and you look at them from those three lenses, you end up with solutions that enable technology, 
or not technology, but elite, enable the strategic competencies to be used to grow your business, grow your employees, and to deliver exceptional results for the organization. Oh, I think that was 59 seconds. Just, just. Uh, okay, next in 90 seconds or less, talk to me about the, the technology behind what you do, Chris. How does your HR web software help HR pros manage the process, making the systems, reports, and data available to the people that need them to make those strategic decisions and achieve the right results? So thank you for the extra time. So in this one, we believe, <laughs> we believe there's not a silver bullet, meaning that no solution that comes off the shelf is going to satisfy an organization's needs. So for us, as we look at creating and utilizing our HR web software, it's more of a modular stand uh, alone concept. So as we need to work in different aspects of um, the process, meaning whether it's related to succession planning, performance management, career management, you know, selection, recruitment, training and development, you know, all these different areas, we can pull in these pieces and make it a seamless flow for the employee. Again, leveraging the employee experience um, to do what is needed for the employee as well as the organization to set it up. So this HR web software's flexibility allows us to do that and provide solutions that are appropriate or the silver bullet for company A or company B, which can be different. It allows them to have a, a unique interface delivering specifically for what they need and making that employee experience better. You didn't even need all those extra seconds, Chris. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so as I mentioned in the intro, I've, I've, uh, I've had the pleasure of, work, of uh, working and co-hosting the people performance podcast i've uh, been working with you now on that for for a while it's good fun we have uh i i think we have some pretty cool guests on there who who have important things to say um the hr review audience may not be as familiar with the people and performance pod because generally as a rule we have uh, we have lovely americans and canadians on the show not always sometimes we get folks from elsewhere but uh, perhaps it hasn't uh permeated into the consciousness of the british public just yet chris tell our tell our hr review audience more about the pod yeah excellent 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 yeah so the people in performance podcast was uh bill approached me with this and said hey what do you think and i said sounds wonderful and so we took the opportunity to to pull together and start putting people in there so some of them are former clients of mine but a lot of them are former guests that bill has had in different avenues and venues and said, hey, Chris, this would be a great person to talk to. What do you think? It's like, yeah, it's brilliant. And so what we're pulling together here are different thought leaders in the in the spaces that we have. You know, as Bill referenced, it's been mostly on the um, uh, North American side. Uh, we have had Europeans, we've had Australians on. Uh, we've had, you know, different individuals on that have great ideas, great thoughts that are putting out there. I think Bill referenced, um, you know, we have, people from NASA on there. We also have, you know, blockchain leaders that have come on, people that have written lots of books that are, you know, cutting edge and cutting edge and they're out there. So we take just, you know, 10, 15 minutes or so um, and interview them with a couple questions that are core to where it's at. So it's just meant to be a quick hit um, nugget of information around an HR idea uh, or practice. We kind of group this, the seasons together based upon you know, just a different block of what HR would do. So whether it's selection and recruitment or whether it's training and development or whether it's performance management, you know, you kind of have our season um, aspects along those lines. But it's been a blast. If you haven't looked, heard about it, take a chance, go over, 
pick up some pieces um, and and pods and, and listen to them and, and see if it you know is a quick hit for you as you're on your daily commute in and out of work. Yep, do check it out. Uh, PP-pod.com is the website, or you can find the People and Performance podcast by going to your particular podcast player of choice. Chris, we have three minutes left. I've got to jump. I think you've got to jump as well. So we've got three questions left, three minutes to go. Uh, I reckon that's about a minute per answer. Here we go for the first. And it happens to actually have that challenge in the in the question itself. Uh, the next two questions are standard questions we ask of all of our guests. The first one goes as follows. If you could pass on one crucial lesson that you've learned in your career in one minute or less, what would be your top tip for HR pros and leaders? Go. Here it is. Be the leader. Um, I've watched too many people have too many doubts about what they were doing over time. I had it myself. And what I found is that, you know, and I've done this through not only my workspace, but working with other professionals that are, that are very great lead. Okay. Um, lead out on ideas. It doesn't have to be completely correct with some where you're at, but just lead out because then what's going to happen is the creative juices are going to start going and everybody and anybody around you is going to start participating in this process of creativity and you're going to end up with the best solution. So be the leader. Love it. Uh, next, uh, what is the single bit? This is huge to ask you to answer this in a minute is ridiculous. But uh, <laughs> what is the single biggest change you think will happen in HR and leadership over the next five to 10 years? And actually, given that we've been talking retrospectively about what's happened over the last decades, I think this is a great question. Uh, what, what's your take? I think the biggest thing that, that we're going to face with because it's an unknown for us is the AI workplace. You know, what and where will we be impacted and how will we as HRs, um, individuals and leaders of organizations deal with this? You know, that's a big unknown right now. How is it going to change our workers? How is it going to change our workplace? How, you know, is it going to reduce my staff? Is it going to increase my staff? Am I going to be able to leverage this for positive gains for the organization? Or is it going to obsolete us and, and or people and move us move us into a different career? So I think that's the biggest challenge that we're going to have in the next five to 10 years or even sooner. Excellent. And just finally for today, Mr. Bjorling, how can our listeners connect with you and how can they learn more about all the cool things happening over at Fidelo? So link, uh, LinkedIn is the best opportunity to reach out to me. Um, just pop in there. It's Chris, Chris Bjorling. Um, and then Fidelo.com is our organizational site that's out there. And then Bill's already referenced our people in performance podcast. So take a listen there. But LinkedIn for me, Fidelo for the organization, some of the work that we've done and and what we do and that's the way it goes bill thank you for the time today chris thank you there will be of course listeners uh links in the show notes so you can you can learn more about chris and what he gets up to at fidelo and also what he and i get up to over at the people and performance podcast before we do wrap things up i just want to emphasize what an awesome guy chris is to work with and to get to know um is, yeah, I've, I've had this pleasure now for, for several years of working with Chris. He's, a, he's an outstanding guy. If uh, if you need help with any of the processes that we've spoken about today, reach out to Chris. Uh, he is a very genuine person and he won't take on your project unless he believes that he can help. And if he can help, he'll make a difference. Um, but with that said, Chris, thank you very much for being my guest today. Thank you, Bill. The HR and Review Podcast is brought to you by hrreview.co.uk. HRReview.co.uk is a website dedicated to human resources and related professionals. News items are posted daily together with analysis looking in-depth at topical HR issues. 
You can sign up for our range of specialist newsletters at hrreview.co.uk slash sign up and follow us on Twitter at HR Review or join us on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thank you for listening.